0: Welcome, everyone, to a special edition of Creative On Purpose Live. This is called Coffee On Purpose, where I, Scott Perry, chief difference maker at Creative On Purpose, above average selling Amazon author of Endeavor and Onward, and a guy that's never appeared on a TED Talk or any other kind of talk, for that matter, has an interesting conversation with someone whose work inspires me. Today, I'm very thrilled to have my friend Fatima Kamenge, I did wrong, didn't I? Kamenge uh, is here to discuss abundance. Before we dive in, Fatima, please tell our viewers who you are, what you're up to these days, and where can they go to learn more about you and the difference that you're making in the world?
1: Of course. Um, So Fatima Kamenge, um, one of those sing-songy, lovely names. Um, That means a lot, actually. My last name means Priceless, which is a really good place for me to start when we're talking about abundance. I run a company called Social Awesome. Yes, it does sound like socially awesome, but it actually means a social enterprise in Latin. And what I do is that I help people who are value aligned, align that with their money and what they do with their money, their time, and their relationships. Yeah, that's what I do. My name is not Evan Harrell, but that's. Kind oh,
0: sorry. Of- <laughs> no, it's not. Although Evan would be honored to be mentioned in the same. I realm. am
1: honored as well.
0: <laughs> Let's get that straight. Awesome. Then there we go. I'm saying your company name again. So. Fatima, I love to start these conversations with just like starting to think about how, how are we defining our terms? And we're here to talk about abundance. What? How do you define an abundance? What does abundance mean to you? And how does it apply to the work that you're doing at Social Awesome?
1: So abundance is a lifestyle. It is how you show up in the world. It is taking care of self, taking care of your closest Allies, taking care of your world. It's taking care and doing it from a place that actually is sustainable and continues to grow. Um, and that's what abundance means to me. It's active, it is present, it is uh, constant, and uh, it's love, really.
0: I love that. So, what I'm hearing is that it's, it's, a way of being that there's mindset and posture, but it's it's a way, a way of approaching um, your work, your life, your relationships, which yes. I definitely align with. I think when I was giving this a quick thought before we hopped on, I was actually involved in a conversation earlier with the Difference Maker community at Creative On Purpose, and we were talking about something very similar in terms of presence and mindfulness and the importance of like remaining present and mindful moment to moment in our days. And talking about what has been happening over the course of the pandemic, looking ahead at, at the possibility that we may experience something similar uh, in the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the great gifts of the, the that moment and the moment that we may be entering is, we were reminded that maybe we hadn't fully appreciated the abundance that we had before we went into being physically distanced, but socially connected uh, to quote one of our difference makers, Annette Mason, um, who I think was quoting the CEO of WD40 or or something. Um, so abundance is i i think of abundance as the recognition of enough and that there's and there's enough enough to go around how does that how does that feel
1: so that's the thing i think because there's so enough and it and it's as a term is so charged it brings a lot in the imagination of people because enough is such a weird, obscure, amorphous thing, that for me abundance actually lies in the definition of what enough is for you. And even in my work, the first thing that we do is define your values and not define them based on the dictionary definition of things, but figure out exactly how they appear in your life. How is enough enough in your life? How is abundance for you? Because my abundance is not necessarily your abundance. And recognizing that your abundance is the way that you should be going forward and not necessarily other people's definitions of enoughness, of wealth, of, of, of being, of presence. It's the intentionality that you bring to the fourth that defines your abundance, that defines your impact. That defines your values. So in the work that I do, and I think I realized that I didn't really answer your first question, is that I we, we we work and co-create a wealth plan for you that is based on your values. Now we can talk about the values that are that I aligned with, which are sustainability, social um, social equity, and plus and many many things that I do in my life, but if that doesn't resonate with you, then that's not the wealth plan you should be building around. Because, yeah, abundance is what you believe first and foremost, and then connecting to that, and then going into the world trying and doing your best to create that world that reflects what you believe in the most.
0: Reminds me again of an earlier conversation where I was bringing up the idea of working from the inside out. And what I'm hearing and what you're saying so at Creative On Purpose, we also start with who, and the who we start with is you. And that means defining your values, your guiding principles, um, you know, and then your virtues, the way that you're living your values out in the world through through your work. And uh, this, you know, and I'm also thinking about all the things that are conspiring Against our recognition of what enough really looks like, and re- and our recognition that there is far more abundance that than we actually um, usually recognize, because we we live at least here in the good old U.S. of A. We have um, we have been taught and and cultured to embrace uh, the idea of you know. Of scarcity and lack. And so we have this, you know, everybody's, it's, and we live in a world that encourages um, competition Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes coercion and compliance. And everybody's, you know, trying to get theirs because um, you better before it's all gone. And once Mm -hmm. you get it, you know, holding on to it. um, And it's, it is actually, I think, almost, you know when you again in the pandemic moment we some of us were able to recognize like oh we've actually had far more than we needed and now we're being reminded of actually all that's really necessary and what we all that's really necessary um to be human and happy is to have meaningful connections and meaningful work that allows us to forge identity and meaning um and do work you know do things with and for each other that enhances the prospects of everyone that's involved i don't any of that
1: so no. I, I put in my mental pen in my head about a couple of things that you said which are very true this idea that um that if you have then i have less you can't take what's mine what's mine is mine what's yours is yours and I'm reminded, I grew up in a, I still, I'm marveled by the fact that I open the faucet and clean water comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were having a lovely play around saying my name. I come from a place where that's that happens, but also it's not necessarily for everyone. Clean water. And then another instance of that is that I once read that canisters of Canadian air we're being sold at a premium in China because of how bad the air pollution is. And so many of us, when we are afraid, hold our breath as if we're just like, if I take more air, there's just not gonna be enough, but there is enough air, just breathe. I find that the concept of abundance is the fact that we are all holding our breath when we have all the air in the world, And then when there is actually no air, that's when we start breathing. We start noticing our breath, as opposed to like, listen, it's here. We don't question the fact that the next breath is gonna come in our bodies might fail, but the air will be there. So for me, abundance is very much waking up and realizing that even though there might not be running water, there's a really good hug from your family members. Even though there might be object poverty and despair and anger and, and fear, what you have is what you have. Mm-hmm. What can you do with what you have? Because we can sit here and talk about all the things that are lacking, all the problems in the world, which are there. But that doesn't actually help. Advances and help us solve the problems that we are so concerned about. But if we look at it at ourselves and say, "Okay, what do I, Fatima Kamenge, have that I can then use to foster a place where then there's more, not just more, where more people have access to what they, have, what I have already? What can Scott Perry do as Scott Perry within?" his vicinity, his space, to make one person smile a little bit more, one person a bit more connected to themselves. Abundance to me is paying attention to what you have in an active manner, not in a, let's just hang out in the birds and the bees and and not be active about our abundance.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. It doesn't matter what you have. Start there.
0: Love it. Just a quick uh, shout out to Annette who we were just referencing a minute ago. She's uh, on the call or, or on LinkedIn tuning in and uh, loving the conversation. So one of the things that um, what I love about what you're saying is we often treat abundance as a scarce commodity. What if we change the frame? And thought of it as a renewable resource. What if the more you accepted and practiced and shared abundance, the more that would actually be generated? And that sense of abundance—you know, we we have these finite resources like time and attention, and yet there's.
1: Are they fine? Do we treat them as finite?
0: Though? Well, we treat them as finite. And I mean, if, and, and they're still store and they're stories like time is a construct. We just, we made it up just like money is a construct. we made it up. And when, so when we say that they're finite, it's like, well, that's just, that's just a made up story. Um, and despite the fact that time is finite, the next moment always seems to, arrive and so what happens if you step into potential and possibility moment to moment sharing the abundance uh the of your of your gifts of your time and attention with and for other people uh you know what what might you know how might that change things one of the one of the things that's coming up for me is you know what are some what are some practices or some strategies that, that you employ to maintain this kind of abundance mindset and this posture of um, acknowledging and sharing the abundance uh, that, you, that you have moment to moment you know, with and for the people that you find yourself with at any given time?
1: Well, it's simple, but it's also one of the hardest thing to do because you have to convince yourself first. Um, but there are ways. Usually I have a happy list and my happy list is the list of things that make me happy. Um, a smile makes me happy. Having a deep conversation makes me happy. A sip of very good Burundian coffee, the best in the world, we will not discuss that, um, (laughs) is, makes me really happy. Um, connection, Makes me really happy. The wind makes me really happy. Feeling the grass with my feet makes me very happy. I have a whole list of things that make me very happy. And for me, what makes them even better is usually when I get to share them with other people. Uh, reading a good book is very, it makes me very happy. So making sure that I go out every single day and have a smile on my face, which is my default face, it's just a smile. And noticing how the world then has people smiling who then see another person smiling and then smile, and then the smile just keeps on going. Mm -hmm. Little things like planting the seed of the thing that you want to see more of. I wanna see more smiles in the world, so I show up with a smile. I want to see people who connect more with the world, so I connect with people. I want to see people who talk about money in a way that is about is abundant and not scarce, then I go ahead and talk about money in a way that is abundant and not scarce. I go around and ha- do the hard work for myself, and sometimes it's a little work, because I know that that's more of what I want to see in the world. We've seen all sorts of social experiments of where someone gives a two dollars to someone, and then that person goes, does something with that two dollar and gives more to the next person because there's that seed of gratitude, And that's the other thing about abundance. There is a way in which our society has conditioned us to give from a place of scarcity, from a place of, I don't have what I need, but I should still give, like give your last bottom dollar. But if it's your last bottom dollar, you should probably feed yourself or figure out a way for that dollar to give you another dollar so that you may be able to give $3 next week. It's important to give from what you have because every time that you give from something that you don't have, you're poisoning the well. You're planting the seed of giving from a place of lack and scarcity and and need, as opposed from giving from a place where I have what I need, so I will give from the overflow. And that's why abundance for me is incredibly important. It's to give from that overflow, whatever that means for you. And it's also important to then decide what is the overflow for you. And coming back to what you were talking about, it's like noticing the abundance that already is in your life, what you already have, in order for you to then appreciate and see, oh, you know what, I have so much of this. I could probably afford to give a little bit of that for me that's hats i have a lot of hats and i could afford to give a few hats away a bit more of my money away a bit more of some of my time away but i know how much time i need for myself in order to know how much i have to give if i don't know how much i need for myself i don't know how much to give
0: lots of good stuff there I want to just stick a pin in what you said about, you you know, when you're talking about um, giving what you no longer possess. I mean, to me, that's the definition of, of burnout is when you are giving time, attention, whatever it is, that you actually no longer possess. And so this idea of abundance from the inside out, like you actually have to fill the container before the container can present uh generosity out into the world i also love what you were saying about gratitude and uh generosity because those again i think of as renewable resources the more you practice gratitude the more grateful you become and the more gratitude is spread out uh you know ripples ripples out and the same with generosity as long as you're giving something that you have uh, an abundance of, or you know, m- more than than is required to sustain yourself. The other thing that came up is the is leaning into this edge of you know defining and thinking about abundance with a sense of wonder and curiosity, as opposed to the way that we've been instructed. By institutional learning, by institutional work, by institutional societal um, interactions, you know, we we have, you know, we've devised economies around scarcity um, instead of abundance. We've we've um, devised uh, just ways of being in the world that are um, based on the idea of scarcity rather than abundance, and if we we simply decide to look at things a different way or ask the question why why do we do it this way what would happen if and uh then at the very least we can start to we can crack the door and maybe see that there's uh a different way of seeing and being in the world Mm -hmm. and nothing changes if we don't you know if you're going to continue to do See see things where you've always seen them, and do things where you've always done them. Nothing nothing really is going to change, and that's why, in so many ways, I think the pandemic was a gift for some of us because we woke up and every day wasn't looking just like the day before. All of a sudden, um, and caused a lot. Of, you know, there was a lot of stress, obviously, for many. But it also we we were reminded of how little we it really takes. Once you have your existential needs, wants, needs taken care of, there's very little that is necessary to have a to live with a sense of thriving and abundance.
1: Well, yes, um, yes, that is true, and also going back to the idea of seeds and planting what you have. Uh, sorry, reaping what you sow. Mm-hmm. Um, We have sold, and as a collective, I think I'm responsible, you're responsible, we're all responsible for creating the world that we live in, uh, in the way that we participate in it. Um, We have sold the seeds of what we know. And for a lot of us, what we knew was there is a limited amount. There is only so much. Only a few make it to the top, whatever that top is. Um, There's only 24 hours in the day, which a lot of it's spent, I don't know, trying to distract ourselves from the fact that there is only 24 hours in the day. Um, we've, We've created the story of scarcity and we are all invested in continuing to perpetuate the story of scarcity. It's very costly going back to the tools to cultivate abundance. It is very costly to let go of all the habits, all the, all the dogma, all the ways of being, all the stories, all the identities, all the labels that we need to let go of in order to embrace what abundance truly means. Because we have to let, let go of so much. And in a way, we have to disconnect, which I think the pandemic was good for some, to disconnect us from this place and like take the, the, the perspective from up close to a little bit further. Mm. We were able to see uh, the, the picture from a, from a place of distance. And with that, you're able to see better, but that meant disconnection, a very painful disconnection. And that's the first thing that one needs to do before going in there one needs to experience an immense amount of loss which the pandemic has helped a lot of us feel that immense amount of loss which then once you feel that amount of loss you can either go back to like try and bring it back as closer to 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 feel safe again because even though you might be miserable if you're safe you're you're safe or it went far enough that you realize that Okay, I need to choose whether I claw it all back or let go and see what happens. And that's trust, that's faith, that's believing in perhaps something deeper within yourself, something higher for some of us um, or the people around you and trusting. It's the biggest trust fall that is required for you to truly practice abundance because then you start realizing a different world that because your perspective was so up close, you didn't see, but that requires the biggest trust fall you can make. And I think you've experienced that in your own business. A lot of entrepreneurs have experienced that moment where it's like, okay, I gotta trust that I am okay, that I will be okay, that I have everything that I need to be okay and let go, and truly, truly trust and believe that there is a net under, or that you're going to sprout some wings and fly. Either way, <laughs> one way or another, you're going to be OK. And that's that part, which is the hardest to do. And I think some of your work does that, which is helping people through that moment where it's you've worked up the hill, and now you've got a leap. Mm. And I think some of the work that you you do, at least the work that I've experienced from you, is very much that I, I'm with you, it's okay, let's sleep. Whether you fall and there's a net that will catch you or you will sprout some wings, I will be there with you, helping you notice, um, which is one of my favorite things about what you do, which is for me, a practice of abundance.
0: Yeah, well, it's one of the, I love what you're saying about faith. We were talking about this earlier in in the creative on purpose community. Um, You know, faith is a very active thing. Like hope is often kind of, uh, uh, you know, feels a little bit more passive. Like we're hoping that things will turn out differently. And so sometimes hope can can encourage this posture of just like I'm waiting to see what happens. Where faith is, you you know, to your point, has that element of trust trusting yourself trusting in your own value and worthiness trusting in your own abilities and um and stepping into possibility with the faith that things that things will work out and or you will figure out as you go uh so important and then the other thing that you're 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 sharing and i appreciate your the the kind words you extended about my work is you know doing this work with and for others because if it's not done with and for others, then what could it possibly really mean? You know, what is the point of, of um, hoarding, whatever it is that you're hoarding, if it's just for you, we are creatures that are born to serve, we are creatures that are born to be in service with and for the people that we find ourselves with. Um, If we if we didn't have that social instinct, we never would have made it uh, this, this long. And, um, yeah, at the same time, we have to also, uh, you know, we have to also recognize that there's more to it than just us. Uh,
1: As a hoarder, I take that very personally. (laughs) Um, And I think you're one of the people who have Accused me of hoarding um, because I'm, I'm hesitant to be seen in media and places. Um, I also know how much work there is to do around fear and how abundance really is. The place where you're constantly and actively, you were talking about faith being an active thing, you're actively practicing abundance, practicing love, practicing the dissolution of fear, and trusting that. And, if, and this is for people who are able to walk, trusting that that foot will catch you as you're letting go of the other one. And you know, you're walking, one is in the air. You shift all the muscles, and then you go to the other one. You're a runner. You trust that your foot will catch you. And once in a while, it doesn't. And you sprain your ankle, (laughs) and it's painful, and you fall, and you tumble. But it doesn't mean that the next time you walk, you're not going to trust that the foot will catch you. You're a little bit more hesitant. Maybe you watch the the ground a little bit more, but you trust that it will catch you. It is an active trust. And abundance can only be abundant when it's active, when it's practiced, when it's brought into the world. I don't know how it works unless it's with and for others. That's the way I work. I don't know. I, I don't really know many. I don't know anyone in my life or that I'm close to that could say anything other than that. Um, but I'm sure someone can argue the contrary. Mm -hmm. I know for for you and I, unless it's with and for others, the the self alone is not enough, bringing back that enough into it. And yeah.
0: Love it, love it. we are at the at the bottom of the hour so time to to start to wrap things up but uh just one last one last thought that that came up uh as you were sharing Fatima and that is the relationship between abundance and worthiness uh you know speaking to what you were saying about you know fear often is what's fueling our um our lack of connection with abundance or lack of acceptance of abundance and our clinging to scarcity and and selfishness um but when we if if we are able to embrace our worthiness and see that we ourselves are worth the investment of our time and attention and faith and grace and all those things that you've mentioned um we will actually you know that that investment pays a dividend that we can then push out into the world and spread that sense of connection and work you know that comes through worthiness uh all really really important stuff one last um one one last uh thought from you and then we'll uh and then we'll we'll wrap things up if uh if you only had one one last idea to share with the folks that are wanting to uh have a little bit of a happier and healthier relationship with abundance what would that be
1: start with you in french they say la charité bien ordonnée commence par soi-même as in charity when well done begins at charity begins at home start with giving yourself a little bit in a way that is without guilt without shame without with with abandon, give yourself the way you wish, the way you would want the world to give. And once you build that muscle of receiving, and also giving, in that practice, then take that and give the same way you give to yourself to others. And there's a Christian thing about treat grief onto others as you would do to yourself, or something like that. Um, it's in all the religions which is you have to start by treating yourself well before you even learn how to treat others well so yeah i
0: love, love it yourself, abundance charity grace from the inside out Fatima Kamenge. i said it wrong again <laughs> I, it's going to take a lifetime for me to get this right but it is a pleasure and a privilege to have this conversation with you thank you so much for the for the gift of your abundant generosity and wisdom.
1: Thank you for having me, Scott. As always, it's a pleasure to be in conversation with you.